Welcome to another episode of Think Out Loud. And today's episode is on how to fix your SEO. A lot of people who I've been talking to lately are struggling with SEO strategies, but they know that it's really important. And they're also struggling because PPC cost per clicks are going through the roof. Social media is a bit hit and miss. And they they know that they need to improve their SEO, but they're really having trouble pinning down where to start or how to take it to the next level. So I thought it might be a good idea to actually talk about something a bit more technical than some of the discussions we have around the brain and how we're feeling and all that kind of stuff and talk about how to approach fixing an SEO strategy. Now, there is tons that we could talk about. When it comes to SEO, there are so many different angles, there's so much going on. And, um, you know, even just looking at your website as the first stage and what's going on on the site, and then what's going on off the site to do with your brand and your online PR and your links and your mentions, etc., etc. So I thought we'd go right back to the beginning and look at why people are looking at using SEO in the first place. And normally there is one clear reason that people see as being the key benefit of SEO, which is the clicks are free. The clicks are free. The impressions are free. The work to get those clicks is the stumbling block. It takes a huge amount of time and effort and resources to get to where you need to be. And that's the frustrating point. So often SEO is a love-hate relationship. If it's going well, it's great. It's loads of free clicks, loads of leads, etc. When it's not going so well, it's rubbish, it's painful, it's Google's fault, it's the agency's fault, etc. So I thought it would be good to break down things a little bit more because SEO is really quite complicated. And the first step of that, when we're talking about fixing your SEO, is to actually understand what the problems are. And um, those problems could be anything. There's obviously a reason why you're thinking it needs fixing in the first place, meaning it's either underperforming or you're not ranking very well or something worse than that where something's dropped off. So if your traffic suddenly dropped by 50%, all of a sudden that's quite a panicking statement. That's quite a a large drop, um, depending on the volume of traffic, of course, that you're getting. But it's quite a big decline. And you tend to panic. There's a knee-jerk reaction. We need to fix something. We need to do something. We need instant results to get back to where we were. And normally you have a top level scratch around and then you blame something, whether it's COVID, whether it's Brexit, whether it's the weather, whether it's uh, some new pages on the website, you you point the finger at one thing. Google's changed something. They've updated their algorithm and they've penalised us, etc. So I think the first step is to understand actually what's going on. Like, what traffic are you getting? 
via your organic search. What type of traffic is that? Is it good traffic? Have you lost good traffic? Or have you lost bad traffic? And that's quite a complex question because how do you know what traffic is good and what traffic is bad? That becomes quite a, a detailed journey to figure that out. Hence, SEO is not an overnight fix, right? So good traffic is when people are engaging, they're visiting, they're staying on the site, they're visiting the right pages, they're watching a video, they're completing a form, they're engaging in the chat, um, they're browsing the blogs, they're visiting multiple pages, they've come from keywords that are highly relevant to you. Um, and there's a level of relevance there, no matter what step it is, even if they're not staying on the site for a long time, they have come from the right place, they've landed in a relevant place, and they've done something of relevance. And whether that visitor has completed a form or engaged with you in conversation, phone call, a form, um, an online chat, whatever it might be, you know, not everyone's going to do that on their first visit to your website, then, but they may become a, a customer at some point down the line in the future. So it's important that that journey that that user has as well is, is nurtured and tailored. So when we're talking about bad traffic, we're saying, you know, either people that, well, firstly, it could be not people, it could be bots, it could be spam, it could be competitors, it could be um, visits to pages that are dead pages on your website that no longer exist. It could be visitors from countries that are not relevant to who you want to engage with. So if you're only working with UK businesses or US businesses, wherever your target market is, if you're getting a load of traffic out of that target market for you, that's bad traffic. It's not relevant to you. So if you strip that out completely, you're then looking at the relevant people that are visiting your site. So sometimes it's good to segment that data out and understand who you're looking at, what you're looking at, before you even start to make assumptions on whether things have declined or things aren't going well. And I think that that is a really key point to take away. Make sure you know what data you're looking at. Make sure your analytics is set up correctly from the start. Are you tracking things? Normally people have more than one analytics set up on their website. You might be using Google Analytics, and then normally you'll have whatever web platform you're using. It could be HubSpot, it could be um, some kind of behavior tracking, it could be your uh, web logs from your site. And there's lots of different analytics touch points that you can try, and they're never gonna match up 100%, but you can try and see if there's a general trend that is similar. So make sure you're looking at the right thing from the start before you even make a conclusion that SEO isn't working or SEO is broken or SEO needs fixing. So if your data has decreased or if the quality of the visitors is down, then you need to understand when that's happened and then you can start to understand why that might have happened. 
So there's loads of good reports that you can start to look into within the likes of Google Analytics, which is a free platform, unless you're using the paid for version, but most people can use the, the free platform. You can look at locations, you can look at the devices that users are coming through from, you can look at what channels they're coming from, what sources, what day, what time of day, what week, what month, and, and really start to piece together where that drop-off point is or where there's changes or where there's shifts or who your ideal audience is and where they're coming from and how, how can you engage in more with more of those. Um, you can then compare all of those segments with different metrics. So if you're looking at, um, you know, location traffic for the last month, how many were there? What was the bounce rates? How many events were engaged? Did you have any goal conversions? Did those goal conversions decrease or increase, etc.? So you can really start to segment and compare that data. And it's really important when you're comparing data, not to just compare this month to last month. Let's take August, for example. August is a summer month. A lot of people go on holiday or vacation over that period of time, and that can have a real impact on business. So um, you could tend to see that August is your poorer performing month in regards to engagement from potential prospects or clients um, because people are on holiday or they've down tools or they can't make decisions within that month because other decision makers within the business are away. <clears throat> now, that's not an exact science, and it may be that August is your biggest month. It may be that there's other factors to take into account. But the point is, if you're comparing August data to uh, July data, and there are discrepancies in the seasonality of your business, you're never going to be comparing like for like. And therefore, you're never going to be able to understand the data correctly. If you're comparing this year to last year, last year was a weird year because we were in a pandemic, we still are, but we were in the middle of one where we were having all kinds of different changes. There was a lot of businesses that were still closed. There was a lot of change. There was a lot of businesses that had put things on hold. So therefore, if you're comparing this August to last August, again, it's not gonna be a like for like. So expand that. Maybe look at the previous year and what was going on in August that year. It may give you a truer view of what's actually going on. And then you can look at other, other kind of tools. So, so we've talked about analytics, but for SEO, you've got a vast range of tools out there. So Google Search Console is one of those. Um, used to be called uh, Webmaster Tools for those old school uh, people like me who have been around for a while. Um, but then you've got all the platforms out there that are paid platforms. They do offer some free level of uh, analysis for things like SEMrush or Moz or Search Metrics or Ahrefs or Majestic SEO or plus, 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 plus. You know, sorry if I haven't mentioned you on here. Those are the ones that came to the top of my head. Um, but there's loads of tools out there that can help you look for errors with your site, how you're ranking, opportunities for 
building links, looking at the links you've got, whether there are problems there. You know, you may have links to your website that uh, the pages are now broken. That's no use, it's no good. You wanna look at things like the anchor text of those links that are coming through to the site to make sure that they're relevant. So there may be links that you've built years and years ago or someone within the company that's no longer there built years and years ago that could just do with an update and it could just do with an improvement. And all of a sudden, it has a positive impact on your link profile. That links back to your site, that adds weight, and therefore it starts to see improvement for the ranking of those particular pages. So the moral of the story is SEO is massively complex. The fixing SEO discussion is not as simple as how do I fix my SEO? There's so many pieces of the puzzle. There are so many elements to think about. There's so many things within the data that may be skewing what you're looking at. So make sure that you're comparing like for like. Make sure that you're looking at a wide range of data. So expand that data. Don't just do month on month. Maybe do quarter on quarter. Maybe do this quarter compared to last quarter compared to the previous year quarter. Um, and really try to identify some of those things which I raised earlier, which is where your traffic's coming from in regards to locations, what devices it's coming through from, and whether that has changed, whether it's had an uplift or a decrease on mobile or on um, laptops, etc. Look at the channels where that, those sources are coming from. Look at your referral data because that's also an indication of your SEO performance if you're building links. Look at your direct data because that's an influence on whether your brand has improved and started to get more people coming directly to your website who don't need to come via organic. They've bookmarked you or maybe they just know your, your domain off by heart because they visit your site regularly. Look at all those things and compare them and then see where you're at. And then you can start to make some decisions on where to go from there. There's plenty of blogs on our website to look up for this. I'll put some links below and hopefully that's been useful. So I will speak to you next week. Bye bye. Thank you.